Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today, on the Gaming Gig Podcast, in a lot of recent news, we're wondering, will xCloud suffer the same fate as Google Stadia? So I guess everyone knows now, but Google Stadia has failed. It's, Wait, seriously? Yeah, it's done. And... Uh, you know, they're they're not officially closed yet, but all the stores closed. Like they're shutting down. What I think sometime at the beginning of twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's like really. It's it's pretty soon. I mean, and they're offering and they're refunds. offering all these refunds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it makes me wonder. You know, Microsoft Cloud Gaming, which is very similar to Stadia in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yep. Is it gonna die too? You know, I, I don't know. That is an interesting question, Randy. So we have a, we'll have a lot of talking points, and maybe by the end of this, we can figure out. If we think xCloud is going to survive or if it's going to basically suffer the same fate as Stadia. Yeah, I mean, this is why you come to us for uh, for prophesizing doom and gloom or not. Maybe right? we can give some advice. Maybe, you know, I yeah. think there is someone at you Microsoft. Know, Microsoft right now who's listening to us and they want to know our thoughts on how we think xCloud could be saved. You what think can- they're listening to us right now? Mm, well, while we after we record it, after we post it, I mean, maybe they're listening to us right now. I mean, we, we do both have, a, have iPhones, so like... We have a PC running oh, microphones dude. right now, so they probably oh are listening right God, now. God, <laughs> he can hear us right now. So... I didn't even think about it. The fir- so Tim Apple and Bill Gates can hear us. <laughs> Tim Apple. Sorry. Yeah, they can all hear us. So xCloud, really it's not called xCloud. No, xCloud is Project xCloud. That was like what they called it originally, but it's called... What? It just stuck with us. Xbox Cloud Gaming. Yes. Is it different enough from Stadia to actually survive? Because obviously if it was exactly like Stadia, I think the question would be like, it would have a clear answer. No, it's not going to make it. Because if Google couldn't do it, why could Microsoft do it with the exact same product? But it is different in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And it also has um, the word Xbox in it, which certainly helps. Right. There's a little bit of a pedigree there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But at the end of the day, like the whole thing about xCloud is that you don't have to have an Xbox. Right. But, you know, you can play it on your phone or you can play it on your computer or whatever device you have. That's mm-hmm. that's your kind of like portal into the game world. Right. But um, I think that one of the main things that's different about Xbox Cloud Gaming is that it is tied to Game Pass. Yes. Specifically Game Pass Ultimate. You right. can't just like purchase you know, Xbox cloud gaming and just cloud game. I mean, you can, but you have to buy game pass ultimate. Right. I wonder if they'll add a tier eventually where it's just cloud. Right. I I wondered that because like, should they probably, you know, because like right now it's tied into cloud gaming and technically, I mean, sorry, into game pass, Mm -hmm. but technically this X cloud thing is still in beta. That's crazy. It's been in beta forever. It's been in beta since, it launched in 2019. Yeah. It's been in beta that entire time. So, hmm. you know, they, it kind of comes across as that they're not super like confident about the service because yeah. they don't offer it as a standalone thing. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's saying they're going to come out with a streaming stick at some point and things like that. And by then, I bet you you'll be able to just buy the cloud. That's what I'm thinking. That, that maybe that's when it will <clears> go out of beta is maybe when they have some sort of dedicated thing. dedicated thing that you can purchase, and that's when it's like its mm-hmm. own thing. Um, and it probably wouldn't be tied to the Game Pass service. But it kind of has to be tied to the Game Pass service in at least some way, because the mm-hmm. whole thing about this is that you're not purchasing games traditionally. Right. 
you're just able to play all these games. Like it's just a set library of cloud games. And they're adding yeah. new games all the time that you can play cloud. Um, but it is tied to Game Pass. Well, I think that makes perfect sense because like, you know, you've got Game Pass for console and you've got Game Pass for PC and they don't have exactly the same games. So right. it could be the same thing with cloud, I think. Yeah. So it's also another thing that's different than Stadia is that you, well, like we said, we you have the library games, but also you the way you pay for them is different than Stadia because it's a subscription service. Right. And it's not like with Stadia, you bought games full price mm-hmm. and you just could play them as, you know, I guess technically forever, but now the service is over. So yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Um, but they are refunding Stadia's. But, you know, this is a subscription, which mm-hmm. is a lot cheaper up front. Like there's something about my brain that's like, you know, Game Pass Ultimate is what, $15 a month? Yeah, something like that. And, uh, you know, you never have to buy a full price $60, $70 game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something for that. I mean, but you're also limited to what games you can play because they have to be in the, the Game Pass cloud library. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to rehash all of our arguments why we canceled our Game Pass service, but you can get stuck in a rut and realize you're paying $15 a month to play the same game. Right. And over time, you've paid more than if you just bought it. So, But I think that... you got to be careful. Subscription services just in general, like one of the things that they have going for them is that they have a low enough cost mm-hmm. to make you think that it's worth keeping even if you're not really using it that much. Yeah. I juggle my subscription services like crazy. Like the Hulu, the Netflix, I juggle it all. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean like... I've gotten better about it over the years. And if they do offer a standalone cloud gaming service, what do you think it will cost? Because it's not, I mean, say right now, Game Pass Ultimate is $15 a month, so it's got to be cheaper than that. Got to be cheaper than that. Uh, I mean, what do we have to compare it to? I mean, there's, this isn't really the same thing. Apple Arcade is $5 a month. So that's like the most extreme, like mobile gaming, right? Mm -hmm. Like portable. So between five and 15, I guess. I mean, like Game Pass... Maybe like if you do Game Pass console or Game Pass PC, that's $10 a month. But neither of those come with the cloud gaming. Only Ultimate does. So right. I, I would say... So maybe cheaper, a little cheaper than that? I don't know. Like I, an eight ninety nine, Maybe like $1 cheaper. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see it being that. I think it'll come in around that $10 mark if they do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. But there is this... One thing that happened this past week is that we had this... Um, Phil Spencer, you know, shared a picture on Twitter of his shelves behind his desk. Mm-hmm. and His up, aesthetic. And on the top, you know, there was that little white box mm-hmm. that had the Xbox logo on it. And, um, you know, like Phil Spencer's been known to tease stuff in the past. Yeah. You realize that was a DVD player, right? It's not a DVD player. It was. An Xbox DVD player? I'm just messing with you, man. No. So everyone's like, this, what is this? Right? Yeah. And well, it looks a little sus. Yeah. Like the thing is, I, we did a poll and we talked and like we asked a question like, "Is this, you know, a cloud gaming device?" Because it's small. Yeah, it's it's probably like this big, right? Yeah, it's little. It's little. Um, for people who are listening to this instead of watching, I'd say it was probably like six inches by two or three inches. Yeah, it's about yay big. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's small, and it was just a little bit larger than an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, do you think this is the next thing? And the majority of people said no. I mean, who knows, really? So, like, yeah, I see like, where they're coming from. Like, they're just skeptical. Like, I know? get being skeptical, but if if you don't think it's a, like, cloud gaming device, what do you think it is? You know, like, what could it be? Like, is there an alternative explanation? The Xbox Series S 
Slim. Oh God. The Xbox Series SS. What do the you, SS Xbox Series. What do you think they will call? That's a ship. If they put out this cloud gaming thing, what will they call it? Because they have the Series X, they have the Series S. What are they going to call? The Series the, C. I think so. I really do think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be the Series C for cloud. Yeah. I really do. Which is weird. That's super weird. Yeah. But. Man, I got me a, I got me an Xbox Series C. That thing is slick. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I kind of wonder, like, what's the point of putting out a device? Like, you know. I thought it was going to be like a, like a stick. Like a stick. Well, this stick. thing that was up on a shelf was not a stick. <clears throat> And boss, uh, all the way. Uh, also, I just want to apologize for all the throat clearings. I'm very congested. So, so, but yeah, this thing up on the shelf was not a stick. Not a stick. No, it so, was not a stick. You know, it was like the size of like at least the size of like the old Roku I used to have. It was maybe oh, yeah. maybe even bigger than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. And I'm like, why? I mean, I get like why you'd want to have something because it kind of is like that's your portal into playing gaming on your tv right because you may not have like something else like you you probably they definitely don't want to utilize like a chromecast because that's competitor mm -hmm. yeah so they want to have like their equivalent yeah and it'll probably also do things like uh stream you know have netflix apps and like hulu mm -hmm. and like everything it'll probably be like that definitely but i also we have smart tvs like could they not just put out a smart tv app that's like, that's something i wondered if they would do a while back um I think they could. Yeah, I think, or like, but then is again, there, is there like some additional processing that that they that needs to be done, like, to make it better? Like, is that why they're putting out this like not stick size device and not just a smart TV app? Like, well, maybe, maybe they could. I, mean, make, I don't some, Do some like after the fact, like processing on the video to make it maybe like higher resolution. Because mm -hmm. one of the things about cloud gaming is that the resolution is often bad and the frame rates often bad. So maybe there is some and the latency. Yeah, and latency. So maybe there's something that they can do <clears throat> to process it to make it at least better in at least one of those areas. If they could fix the latency, that would be that's that would be my biggest want. I think latency is going to be one of the hardest problems to fix. Agreed. Because we've and talked it's the worst problem. Yeah. But so my thought is if they're going to do this, if they're going to make a dedicated device for that's meant for XCloud, um I think that it has to be cheap. It has to, has to be cheap. Or otherwise, I think it's going to be a total flop. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, like, I don't know what... An, it's going to come with an Xbox controller, assumingly. I assume. Right? And an Xbox controller is, what, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. I don't know how much it costs. 50 bucks. I bet it's 60 So, my thought is, if they put one of these out, my target price for what would interest me, I, I could see at $100... Mm -hmm. And that, that being like the cap. Yeah. $100. It comes with a controller. It comes with this device. You get, then at that point, you might entice people who even aren't that interested in it just so they can have it, you know, put it on a TV in a room that they usually don't have their system set up in or something, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing we talked about with the Switch that was only home version. Right. You know? Ooh, I just had another idea. What if another capability that comes with <laughs> buying one of these little boxes is that it also, let you remote play your existing Xbox console as well. The way you can remote play to it from like from another room, from another room or another, you know, another place. So you could kind of like take your Xbox with you in more places. That's another idea. I mean, yeah, I know you can I remote play from any device anyway, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm, 
it probably lets you remote play. You could also do these cloud games. It'd probably give you lots of options. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking $100. So, well, like you just said a minute ago, I think that, um, you know, what could make this Xbox cloud gaming better? What are the things besides, you said latency. Yeah, fix the latency and it's and I'm golden. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing for me is, uh, honestly, is the resolution. And, like, sometimes they'll give you, like, like, when I've played this in the past, and I haven't done a whole lot of it, but when I have, you'll get an image that it just look. it's not like it's low res, but it's, like, hazier than normal. Mm-hmm. It just looks like something's off about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like, artifacty and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of that. And it, it like, comes and goes. Yeah. Like, for me, anyway. So I don't know. I mean, of course I'd love to fix that, but the latency is the worst part. Yeah. Like I used to play Sea of Thieves on xCloud, you know, and it mm-hmm. was like, I wasn't getting no kills. Mm-hmm. So now you were just looking something up. Do you find anything? Yeah, yeah. I think an Xbox controller is about 60 bucks. 60 That's bucks. That's what I was just trying to confirm. So yeah, I'd say a hundred bucks would probably be, to me, the price they need to aim for. Mm-hmm. Because I think if it's up above hundred dollars, if they try to go for something like two hundred dollars, I just don't see it being even close to being worth it. No. No, definitely not. Not when you can get a Series S. Right. Do you remember what a Stadia Founders Edition, like that came with the Chromecast and the Stadia controller? Like how much did that cost? Because I think that was like maybe 100 to 120, something like that. Okay. So I would expect this to probably come in. At, I mean, it's a similar thing, right? They're giving you their device that like a Chromecast Ultra equivalent device, something that's able to do 4K streaming. And then you're also getting a controller. So I would assume that they'd be similarly priced. 129. 129. Okay, so maybe something around that, but I would like to see it lower. Me too. Okay. I'd like to see the $100 mark. Because if it was 100 bucks, I think even people who have an Xbox, you start at that point maybe attracting those customers mm-hmm. too. Not just people who are looking to get into gaming without a console. Right. And I think one of the things about gaming without a console is it has to be way cheaper. Definitely. It just has to be. And it needs to get better before it gets me. Okay. So, you know, I'm just not sure in terms of like, will xCloud make it um you know stadia if it gives us any sort of information says that people aren't super excited about cloud gaming yeah but i really think that xbox name is going to throw some credence to it that mm-hmm. well i mean but, if they really double down on it I right mean, it's already there so. right it's there but there it's not like it's a standalone service yeah. it's not like they're super confident about it it's kind of like a secondary product that comes along with game pass mm-hmm. so I don't know. But, you know, we've seen Nintendo. They're starting to push more and more cloud games on the Switch. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, they are. I got choked up. Just you're like, yeah. yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, it is kind of sad. And then, but I mean, PlayStation hasn't really done much. They've just done the, the PS3 games. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you don't see any, like, they're not pushing cloud stuff. No. Um, I don't know if they will or not. Maybe they're waiting to see how it shakes out. Yeah. I mean, I mean why would you jump into it right now when... When one of them just failed. I know? mean, they've been doing it for a while with the PS3 stuff. Yeah. You know, like, they were one of the first people to really do it. Mm-hmm. With Play- PlayStation Now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is now a, a defunct service. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just moved it into PlayStation Plus. Yeah, they just wrapped it in. They just wrapped it in. But it's, you know, they're, it doesn't seem like PlayStation is super into the idea. Nintendo 
you know, obviously none of their first party stuff. It's all third party. I think Nintendo is just halfway behind it because they want some of these other games playable on the Switch and they can't get them otherwise. Right. Yeah. So it's they're getting like, a little long in the tooth. I just want to throw that out there again. Yeah, I know. I sure would like to see a better Switch. That's what we need to do soon is do a do a what do we want for the next Switch because it's time. It is. It's freaking time. time. It's time. It's been time. So to finish up, Daniel, give me your gut feeling. Will Xbox Cloud Gaming fail? No. You don't think it's going to fail? No. It'll just continue to be like, I can say this, the redheaded stepchild yeah. <laughs> of, of Gamepad. I mean, that's the closest to failing it will it will ever get, I think. I think that uh, <clears throat> I, I could say that if they start offering these boxes, selling them, um, I could see them not being very successful. I could say that that product may be deemed a failure, but I mm-hmm. don't think that the cloud gaming will go anywhere. I yeah. think that they will stick with it because I think that Game Pass, if they if they continue, and I think it inevitably will be, I don't see how they're going to do it any other way, I think it will always be tied to Game Pass in at least some way because they're always working from the Game Pass cloud gaming library. Yep. And as long as it's tied to Game Pass, I agree, I don't think it's going to fail. It's got some protection. But I could see a standalone... Like the box, you know, the mm-hmm. the Series C, we're going to say. Yeah. I, mean, I could see that failing. Yeah. I mean, Spawnwave's going to put out a video, you know, a court, a, a fiscal quarter after it comes out or whatever, and he's going to bring us the numbers, and they're going to be bad. Yeah, they're going to be bad. But, like, I just don't think that means it failed. Right. But I, it, I think that Game Pass will prop it up. Yeah, definitely. That's our thoughts. What are y'all's thoughts on, uh, you know, this Xbox Cloud Gaming? Is it going to suffer the same fate as Stadia? And tell us why not. <laughs> okay, so next topic. Um, we're going to talk Bayonetta 3. Old Bayo. Bayonetta 3. This stuff went on. Yeah, I'm- so I'm actually behind the. I'm, I'm a little behind on this. Are you? Yeah. I have to fill you in. Yeah, so I mean, I know Bayonetta's coming out soon. Yeah. But I, I don't know why people are boycotting it. I saw a Spawnway video, it hit my feed, but I didn't have time to watch it. I've been busy. Yeah. Fill me in. This happened yesterday. This was like huge news yesterday. So. Um, Bayonetta 3 is Nintendo's big fall game. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it seems to have a decent amount of hype. It seems like more people are excited about Bayonetta 3 than they were about 2 or 1. I know it seems yeah. that way. Agreed. So, but now we're we're a couple weeks out now at the time of this recording, less than two weeks out from Bayonetta 3's release. And yesterday, the voice actor who uh, was the voice of Bayonetta for the first two games. He won't release his long-form birth certificate. No, it's a she. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a she. Bayonetta's I just got so excited about that joke. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, so she came out and she is asking gamers to boycott the third game. So we've known for... Hmm. Yeah. So we've known for a little while that uh, she wasn't going to be coming back. So it's an inside job. (laughs) That she wasn't going to be voicing Bayonetta in the new game, like... They're getting a new voice actor mm-hmm. to portray Bayonetta. And that's, but we didn't really know why. Yeah. Well, yesterday uh, she puts a couple videos on Twitter explaining why she's not going to be coming back and she's asking people to boycott. And the reason she's not coming back is that. This is the voice voice actor from the past games? From the game one and two. One and two, okay. Right. Not three. There's someone new on gotcha. the three. And uh, we didn't know why, but now we do. So the reason she's not coming back is because there was a dispute over her compensation. Oh, it was about money. It was about money, yeah. Uh-huh. So what happened was... Who knew? Is that um, they... 
she auditioned for the game again, and uh, then they offered her an amount of money to do the game, uh, and apparently that amount of money was very low. Mm-hmm. And then so she <clears throat> she asked for more, and they gave her a final offer for the entire game, like a flat rate, to do the game of $4,000 to voice the game. Wow. So um, now I... This obviously is her side of the story. We haven't heard anything from Platinum Games yeah. or Nintendo or anything. We haven't really heard anything, but um, we know that she was offered four thousand dollars. That's what she said, and so she turned down the job. Mm-hmm. Now she's asking that people boycott the game because, um, yeah, because she thought it was insulting. Okay. So, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, you that, haven't watched the videos. I've watched them all. That sounds like a low number. It sounds like a low number to me. Um. I don't know this lady though. I don't know her either. Um, I don't know that anybody does. Like, right. I, I mean, I'm sure some people that are big fans do know the voice actress, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if you really care about that and you don't want to buy the game because of this, then don't buy it. But so, I, I don't know. I mean, what's the normal rate? It's got to be more than that, right? Well, I mean, I think that's a lot of. We don't have a <clears throat> lot of info. Like, we don't know what she was paid for the first game. Right. What she was paid for the second game. Um, yeah, we, that's information. That, that's like information that. that's interesting because you know, like me and you have an interesting kind of experience in that we've been paid to provide, you know, like services in kind of an artistic field yeah. for years and years and years. And so I feel like we have kind of an insight into how this works a little bit. Um, obviously, we're musicians, and it's not the exact same. It's yes. not a one-to-one. And I would love to get four thousand dollars, but <laughs> yeah, it's a different. Obviously, it's, it's, it's different. different. So like one of the things that I know comes up is that oftentimes there is a set rate. Yeah. Um, like one thing I saw come up that someone brought up was that in Japan, uh, apparently there's like a voice actors guild Yeah. and they voice actors are paid a very strict set rate. Obviously this is not in Japan, but, right. uh, but platinum games and to know, right. This is a Japanese thing. So, okay. Let's say that there was <clears throat> some sort of culture thing, you know, where the amount, I don't yeah, know. yeah, and we don't know what she was paid for the first two games, and yeah, you know, I also understand that like things we run into, we talk about this fairly often, is like we don't want other people who do what we do to take like low, super low paying gigs or or free gigs because then that takes money out of our pockets when there's people willing to do it cheaper. Right. Yeah. So I see that angle too. Like. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like, and like <clears throat> we just don't know. We mm-hmm. have there's so much information here that we don't have. Um, Another thing is like a lot of the comments I read where people were saying it's obvious that this was that they lowballed her because they had planned to fire her and they really mm-hmm. instead of just outright firing her they just gave her a lowball offer so that she would essentially just that's know, shady but, fire herself. But possible. Yeah. I mean it's definitely possible. Yeah. And like obviously that's awful. Yeah, that's shady. Um, you know, and that could be true. You know, they could have just lowballed her because they didn't want her to. We didn't want to work with her. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I we think some more info. I would be interested in knowing the thing I would like to know is like one, how much was she paid for Bayonetta one and two? Mm-hmm. And was it, you know, like, did we come around to Bayonetta three and, you know, like they had a set rate or I just don't know because like sometimes it can be really tough when you're working with someone else and they have like, say you've been paid, say she was paid. I don't know. I mean, like, say the numbers that she got paid for the first two games was less than $4,000. I mean, like, I, there's potential, right? I guess. Like, yeah. 
And um, I don't know, like, it's, we just don't know. Because sometimes... That seems super low to me. But, I know, but, but I just don't know. it's not based on I just any don't, actual knowledge. Right, because I mean, you like, Bayonetta 1 <clears throat> was a, it was an unknown game. Mm-hmm. So like, who knows what the budget for that was. Bayonetta 2 was a game that Nintendo had to come in and fund because it wasn't going to be made. Right. Because it was dropped. So I mean, like, I just don't know. It, I Like, it's so tough to say, like, what it would have been. And like, I personally think that if, like, the the lady who's doing the voice acting, if she didn't feel like it was enough money, then she didn't feel like it was enough money, and she has every right to you know turn it down. I think absolutely. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um, does that mean that you know everyone should boycott the game? Well, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. know. Like, can't answer that for anybody. I, I have no idea because I really don't know the circumstances. <clears throat> like, were they was she mistreated in some way, or was she like really like? You know, if she was paid $50,000 to do the first two games and then they gave her yeah. a $4,000 offer for the third one, like there's that's... More, then there's more to like, the story. There's obviously, like, there was motive there. But we have no idea. And that's like, we don't have the other side of the story. Yeah. And like, obviously, my like gut reaction was like, $4,000? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Like, that Same was my here. gut reaction. But then I start thinking about it. I'm like, How did we just don't know. Like, we yeah. have no idea. So anyways, mm. we asked, in light of this boycott you know, Bayonetta 3 thing. We asked, are you going to be playing Bayonetta 3? Actually, this poll was put out before that all happened. So No, it was reactionary. No, it was not reactionary. I need to do a secondary poll. This was this poll was before. So now we get a snapshot of what people were thinking about the game before the mm-hmm. whole boycott Bayonetta thing. Yep. And, yeah, so 11% of people said they were going to play the game at launch. Only 11%. So... Okay. Um, 26% of people said that they would probably play it eventually and 64% of people said they're not interested. So, I mean, like already before the whole Baycott, boycott Bayonetta thing, Baycott, Baycott. <laughs> before that, um, already 64% of people were saying they're not interested in the game. Yeah. I mean, I would have been an eventually because I'm not going to play it at launch. I haven't even played the first two games. Yeah. But I would like to play it. Yeah, I mean, like, you're interested. Although, in light of recent, uh, you know, of uh, Bayogate, if you will, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, coining, I'm coining that phrase right now. This is Bayogate. Spread the, ner- spread the news, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> spread the nerds? Spread the news, nerds. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, are you going to boycott it? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I should say that, like, unless... <clears throat> Unless something comes out. Unless something comes out that it's like, unless she says like, look, I was paid this much for these, like, and the standard rate is this, Mm -hmm. and I was paid this, and this is like way under. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I'm a musician. I know what the standard rate for gigs are. And it's too little. And it's too little, right? So it probably is too little for voice actors too. Probably. Just a guess. And like, I, I don't know, like. And this game's shaping up like, you know, it could be a big release and like, you know, I see wanting to get paid. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. But let's <clears throat> see what the comments were on this. And remember, this was before the whole boycott Bayonetta thing happened. Yeah. So we got Mr. Leroy Smith. And he said, not interested WTF. Who are these people? A lot of people are not interested. A lot of folks, Leroy. I mean, like, my thought is like. Who is it Leroy? Ooh, Leroy. Leroy. Mr. Leroy. Um, I think it's Leroy. I think Leroy would be two E's. I think, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But. 
So my thought is, in terms of people who aren't interested in the game, well, one, it's a hack and slash. And I don't think that hack and slashes appeal to everybody. They certainly didn't appeal to me before I played the first Bayonetta game. Mm-hmm. They don't particularly particularly appeal to me. But one thing I found is like that there are some types of games that I don't think I'm going to be interested in because they just don't like seem. I, I kind of like look at them like, I don't know. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I think hack and slashes are definitely one of those. But now that I've played Bayonetta 1 and 2, I, I like the genre. At least I like the Bayonetta games. Right. I haven't played many other hack and slashes besides like, you know, like the uh, Warriors games and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't like those games. But I mean, see. I want to. Those are different though. Like Bayonetta is different than those. Oh, yeah. But I think I would like Bayonetta. I watched you play it that day. I think I would like it. Yeah. Um. So, and then also a lot of people don't have the Switch. So, I mean, like True. Switch is really, really popular, but not everybody's got one. Not everybody. Not 100% of the population. Yeah. And Bayonetta is now a Nintendo IP. So, you know, it's only going to be on Switch. It's not going to be on your Xbox anymore. Bayonetta nope. 1 was. But I don't know. So, and then Angel Sierra said, I really liked Bayonetta 1, but 2 was just okay for me. Uh, and for 3, I would pick it up on sale, but now it's a Nintendo IP and will be forever $60. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason to step back. Sometimes the first time you play a new IP is the best, and the sequels are just more of the same with extra sauce. But for some fans, for some fans, good, but for others, I like is like just okay. Like I had trouble reading that, but I have trouble reading in general. Well, you know, in your defense, there was no punctuation. <laughs> no. Um, no punctuation. There was one period between the word will and be, and it tried to turn it into a... a and there was link. no space. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, some people like extra sauce, Angel. You know, so... I thought Bayonetta 2 <clears throat> was, uh, was just as good as the first game. I don't know that I liked it better. Yeah. But I liked it. I mean, I'm excited about it. So maybe it was the same amount of sauce. Maybe just the same amount of sauce, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Just more with the same, more of the same with extra sauce. It's just like another Big Mac. Just one more, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the second one. Yeah. Well, Solaria Rose said, not really my thing. I enjoy watching these kinds of spectacle action games, but not so much playing them. I can see that. I think, but I think that that's one of the coolest things about Bayonetta is these giant set piece spectacle throw things. It's like, it's insane. It's yeah. so cool. Kind of like a God of War. Like it's always got those big set pieces to start the game. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, it gets really overblown in Bayonetta. It really? is so cool though. I mean, but that's what makes Bayonetta Bayonetta, you know, like it is all about those set pieces mm-hmm. and like doing like just the most insane stuff. So I do think that's what makes them cool. And it, Slurry Rose, you might have a point there in that sometimes it may just be more fun to look at something like that instead of actually play it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, Will, my my last question before we head on this is, do you think that the boycott Bayonetta movement will hurt sales? Wait, what movement? Oh, you mean Bayogate. Bayogate, yeah. Do you think Bayogate will, will <laughs> hurt sales? Um. Probably not. Not unless it blows up bigger. I mean, I, I don't know. If more information comes out, maybe. Yeah. I think for me, I'm just kind of like in a wait and see. Yeah. Like if something comes out and it's like, I, I but I just don't see a scenario in which news comes out that like, that, sh- that this voice actor was like mistreated in a way that. Well, we don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know. And the thing is. Releasing these videos 
two weeks before the game comes out was clearly meant to hurt. That's true. The game. YouTube can like, certainly hurt games. So like, um, you know, like it was clearly an attack against the game and it's meant to like hurt it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just don't know. I don't know, like, how much resentment is there. And, like, like I really don't know, you know. And sometimes relationships are tough. You know, like, working relationships, like, sometimes they just break down, you know. Yeah. Like, we don't know, you know, it just, it's so difficult to tell, you know. And t- we only have one side of the story, so I just don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I, is it going to hurt sales? Maybe P- a little. Potentially. Potentially. I mean, it certainly may, it's going <clears> to <throat> at least... At least it's not going to help them. It's not going to help. And in my mind, it kind of taints the game in a way, like right now, but yeah. I only have so much information. Yeah. I don't I plan to boycott because I don't have enough information that makes me think, like, I definitely should boycott. Right. And the thing is, if I boycotted every game that had some kind of controversy come up with it, I would never play any video games. That's true. You'd never be, you, you would have never played Last of Us Part Two. No. <laughs> what a travesty that would have been. Good try, Internet. Well... Randy, that brings us to our final segment. Not not yet, Daniel. Oh, my God. Oh, it's man. Your turn. So, <laughs> this has really caught me off guard, but, you know, I'm just I'm just going to speak from the heart here. So, <laughs> you know, we it wasn't so long ago that we took a journey that will not soon be forgotten. Uh, we took a journey filled with rot spots into the world of Cana, Bridge of Spirits, for PS5. Not a sponsor. <laughs> And we got canid so freaking hard from the beginning. I mean, I, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Like, we were five minutes into the game, Randy. We got canid so hard, we about threw the controller, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we kept playing. We got canid again. And, you know, and then we just laughed about it and laughed and laughed and laughed. And the room was filled with laughter, you know? Uh, but if you want to get canid until you're so mad that you laugh, play Cana, Bridge of Spirits for PS5. Not a sponsor. One day, we're going to single-handedly make Cana, Bridge of Spirits the most popular game ever. I think it should be a, a, an instant classic. GTA 5, watch out. Kane is coming for you. That's right. All right, so games of the week. <clears throat> that is our last segment of the podcast, typically. But not yet. I'm just kidding. I got nothing. <laughs> I was just jealous. So this week, um, I have been playing... Primarily, I've been playing House of Ashes. I just finished it this morning. House of Ashes. And it is one of the Dark Pictures games. It's the most recent one. That's the sequel to House of the Dragon. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) After you have a House of Dragons, eventually you have a House of Ashes. True. And House of Ashes is, you know, obviously, in Dark Pictures game, it's an interactive horror. It's a basically interactive horror movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was good. It was, I would say it was average good. It wasn't as good as the previous game in the series, Little Hope. I liked that one a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with the setting. Like House of Ashes was, um, I just didn't think it was that scary. It had a sort of military setting, which, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It just wasn't, it, and it took place in like caves underground in the Middle East. And just something about the setting just didn't, it rang out more as like an action than horror. Right. To me. Well, so. I'm sorry that happened to you. But. I didn't get to talk about Little Hope last week because we were, I was like on fire from us eating that hot sauce. But uh, Little Hope, I really liked. That gotcha. game was actually kind of scary. It had like, it was, um, it was set kind of in New England area and it was more like witches hmm. and, 
more like traditional and the monster designs were really awesome in that one so i liked it so i've been playing that this week i've also been playing unravel with Catherine. yep the first one the first one yes we played them out of order we played unravel 2 first Mm -hmm. because unravel 2 actually has a co-op mode and unravel is just single player but we've just been trading the controller back and forth on levels yep and that's been that game is so good man it like the arts, the yeah, art direction in Unravel is like unparalleled. It is so beautiful, and it's so relaxing. The, it's just the platforming and the puzzles are fun. They're mm-hmm. really great, but it's just the environment is just like it makes you want to keep playing. It's really, really top tier. It looks phenomenal. <laughs> and then finally, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. It's kind of you know in my my horror game it's october so trying to play those mm-hmm. and uh obviously luigi's mansion isn't scary in any way but it just gives you that, that halloween vibe and i yeah. like that uh you love and you loved like luigi's mansion three, three yeah I played, right? we yeah. played that one twice yeah but uh, dark moon is on the 3ds i'm not even gonna respond daniel's typing stuff right now and he's sending me messages what and i'm, I'm not gonna what? This is ridiculous. I'm not even going to entertain what is going on right this now. This is ridiculous. I'm just trying to look up stuff. Daniel, what games have you been playing this week? You want to know? You really want to know? I really want to know. Not many. School school kills me uh, when it comes to gaming sometimes if I let it. But <clears throat> I, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to talk about the esports games that I have been involved with. So at school, I'm an esports coach uh, for Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. And our Mario Kart team is currently uh, more or less tied for first in the state. We're like fifth, but there's like six points that separate first through eighth, which is like nothing. So we're essentially in the running to, to you know win state for Mario Kart, and we are first in the region for Smash right now. So I've been playing those games with the kids, and uh, that's been a lot of fun because we've been having some success with it. In addition to that, we did jump back into Sea of Thieves, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, we did play. I noticed you didn't talk about that, but that that was refreshing to me. Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, I really it, did. It's been fun, and you know, I, I I also played Fortnite, and that's what we've been spending most of our streams doing in the past few months. But it was nice to get back on the seas, you know. Yeah, it really was. I kind of want to start trading <clears throat> back and forth. By the way, guys, um, follow us on Twitch if you're interested in watching us play or hanging out with us while we play video games. Right now, we are playing Sea of Thieves and Fortnite, like Daniel said. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really like talking to people. It's kind of a good opportunity for, like, if you want to interact with us more than just through comments on the YouTube videos, um, we love to talk to you. And we'd like to find out, you know, who all out there is enjoying our stuff. Because yeah. we really like to just hang out and chat with you guys. And you get to meet some more of our friends and get a little more of our actual personalities when we're not in front of a camera. Well, we're still in front of a camera, but... It's like a live camera. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a different vibe, you know? Definitely a different different vibe. But, you know, I'm, I'm actually about to blow your mind, Randy, because there's another game that I played a fair amount of this week. Oh, really? What? Call of Duty Mobile. Did you? Yes, and it's freaking fun. I see why people like it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I mean, I know it's popular. Yeah. I, but Oh, I also, before we go, I want to thank uh, everyone who's, like, if you're, I'm sure if you're hanging out at the end here, um, you participate in the polls in some way. Um, we've been getting lots and lots of, uh, you know, people participating with the polls. There seems like the numbers are going up on those. So I just want to thank you guys for doing that because, uh, you know, it gives us something to talk about. And yeah, know, yeah, it makes it not just us like blowing smoke, you know, like recently, our last number of polls have been some of the like highest performing polls we've ever posted. So 
Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We also want to give a shout out to our Three for Dale Club. Yeah. And this this week, it's just Landon Stallings. So join Landon and throw a Three for Dale in the comments if you're here this late in the video. Yeah, remember guys, if you make it all the way to the end, uh, we want to know that you made it. So post Three for Dale in the comments and we'll shout you out in the next video, or the next podcast. So. Which is also a video. Which is also, well, it's not just a video. We do put out an audio version too. Yes, we do. But we only take, uh, I guess if you're listening to the podcast, I guess there's really nowhere to put comments on like, so I guess it's only I guess on, you have to follow us on Twitch. It's got to be on our. For Dale in the, in the chat. <laughs> yeah. So we take it from the, uh, from the comments of the video version of the podcast on YouTube. Correct. So, but anyways, guys, that's it for today. So uh, how do we end these episodes? You say your name. Until next time, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.